When you look back at some of the jobs you had as a teenager or someone in their 20s, making minimum wage or close to minimum wage, what did you learn from those experiences that you're using today? What did you learn that you forgot? Welcome to Limitless. Welcome to the Limitless Podcast. My name is Alex. I put this together because I truly believe you are limitless. And I believe the biggest limits you face and I face are the ones in our own minds, the ones we create, the self-imposed limits. I want to help you break through those self-imposed limits. Today, we all get stuck in situations we don't like, but we're reluctant to change. Maybe they're comfortable. Maybe we don't know what to do. Maybe we feel stuck. There's a phenomenon going on in the workplace right now with employees. Employee apathy, employees that don't care, and employees that feel underappreciated. And I think we've all had jobs where we maybe liked the people. Maybe the work was hard. Maybe we didn't like the work. Maybe we did like the work. But we were underappreciated. We didn't feel appreciated or trusted or valued by our employer, our boss, or the higher-ups. And that is the number one reason why people leave jobs. It isn't pay, it isn't location, it isn't the work. They leave because they don't feel appreciated and recognized. There's a difference between appreciation and recognition. Some of us love recognition, but all of us need to be appreciated. And we all feel appreciated in different ways. If you want to up your appreciation game, whether it's someone you love or someone you work with, whether you report to them or they report to you, check out The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace by Gary Chapman. The book, fantastic, quick read, will really enlighten you and open your eyes to how fee people feel appreciated. But there's another phenomenon going on in the workplace right now. It's called quiet quitting and or acting your wage. It's kind of a movement going on with people who are making minimum wage or close to minimum wage maybe in a call center, maybe in a large office, maybe in some sort of production environment where they feel stuck, they feel underappreciated. And so they're quiet quitting, meaning they're doing the bare minimum, still doing a good job at what they're doing, but they're not going above and beyond. They're not working extra. They're not working without pay. They're not taking on additional responsibilities outside of their job description. Acting your wage means you're not doing anything above your pay grade, not taking on any additional tasks outside of your pay grade. Do I agree with this? In some cases, no. And in some cases, yes, I've been there. And I recently read an article on Business Insider all about this. Whether I agree with it or not, whether you agree with it or not, what it got me thinking was, first, I can't do anything about it. I can only do something about the people I work with the people that report to me are the people I report to. And I built sales teams for the last 20 years, and I feel like one of the best parts of the sales teams that I've built, why they've been so successful, is the culture I built within the team, the culture of appreciation, the culture of feeling valued, because the adage, happy people sell more, is true and will always be true. And I can't do anything about this movement of quiet quitting acting your wage, whether I like it or not, is irrelevant. What it got me thinking was, looking back, when I was in that situation, when I had minimum wage jobs, there was a couple time periods of my life when I had low paying jobs because I had to and I did feel stuck. 
and I didn't feel appreciation. Some of the jobs I had at minimum wage or close to minimum wage were good. I met great people. Some were fun. Some were not. Some were okay. Some were bad. What did I learn from those situations? So I went back and I went for a walk. I went back in my mind. I thought about all the jobs I had between age 15 and, I don't know, maybe 20, 25, somewhere in there. When I was making minimum wage and sometimes working two to three jobs at a time to make ends meet, what did I learn from those situations that I can apply now or just apply some gratitude, put myself in the shoes of people right now? So here's five things I learned from having five minimum wage jobs. See what this can do to your mentality when you go back and look and say, what can I learn from a tough situation? Because even if I liked the job, making minimum wage was a tough situation. Number one thing I learned, the value of teamwork. See, I worked at a retirement center that was very close to my home. I was in high school. I started working there when I was a junior in high school through the summer into my senior year. I was a dishwasher. I worked in the kitchen. I worked evenings after school. It was sweaty work. It was hard work. You had to push big carts full of food up to the floors of the retirement center. This was a medical retirement center, so it wasn't like a resort. It was more people who were infirmed at various levels. Some of them were high-functioning. Some of them were invalids and everything in between. Dishwashing was hard work, running a very hot water dishwashing uh, dishwasher, sending dishes through, stacking them, putting them away, delivering big, big, heavy carts of food. It was hard work, sweaty work. I learned the value of hard work in that job. But the biggest lesson I took away was no matter how hard the job is, it gets easier with teamwork. No matter how difficult it is, no matter how you feel appreciated or underappreciated, the job can be fun and more rewarding with teamwork when you get along with people, when you value the people who are your peers and that you're working alongside with. And I worked with a guy who was older, he was retired, and he just did this job to make a little extra money and to get himself out of the house and to stay physical. The guy was 70 years old and still working and washing dishes. And when we worked as a team, the guy worked like a maniac. He wanted to get done early so he could smoke cigarettes. We worked the dinner shift from 5 to 10 p.m. So we had to clock out at 10 p.m. We were done no matter what time we were done washing dishes. We usually got done about 9.30, but the guy's name was Lloyd. When I worked with Lloyd, we busted butt and we were finished with all the dishes by 8 p.m. because he wanted to go sit in the smoking lounge outside, smoke cigarettes, come back in and check to make sure the boss wasn't there. The boss wasn't there at night. He just wanted to lounge, work his butt off for a few hours and then lounge the last two instead of stretching out the work. The problem was I didn't smoke and I didn't want to hang out. But our teamwork, here's what he let me do. Since I lived right down the street, at 8 p.m. when we were finished, sometimes even earlier, he said, go home. I'll clock you out. Back then, everybody's time card sat right by the time clock. And even then, we had a little bit of an advanced time clock where when you entered your time card, it didn't just stamp it. It was electronic. You had to enter the last four digits of your social security number as a special code. So I gave Lloyd my code and he clocked me out at 10 p.m. We busted butt, got finished by eight. I went home and he clocked me out at 10 p.m. And he said, listen, what's your home number? I'll call you if you ever need to come back. Now you may say, 
that wasn't exactly, um, you know, above board. But I was 17, and working with Lloyd was great teamwork. Man, we worked hard, but I don't remember being tired. I don't remember being angry. I don't remember being unfulfilled because, well, it wasn't a soul-fulfilling job. The value of teamwork with Lloyd taught me that no matter what the task is, when you work as a team and when you have the same goal and you move forward, you don't care about politics, you don't care about religion, you don't care about anything. You just get the job done. And that's what we did. The second thing I learned from working minimum wage jobs Good leadership isn't easy to find, to find and appreciate it. Of course, we all want to be appreciated. We leave jobs when we don't feel appreciated. We feel unfulfilled when we're not appreciated. We're not recognized for the job we do and the value we add to a company or organization. But by the same token, when we have good leadership above us that is appreciative, that does give us opportunities to trust us, we need to appreciate it. We need to value it. We need to have gratitude for it. What Alex we should have good leaders. We shouldn't have to be grateful for good leadership. That's what they should be. I agree, but good leadership is hard to find. It isn't easy to find whatsoever. And I had a boss at a law firm. So after I left the dishwashing job, I got sick at the dishwashing job, got mononucleosis and was out of work and they had to hire somebody else. They couldn't keep me around. They couldn't keep me on the job. So I, in essence, lost the job. But I got a better job after school my senior year working at a law firm. It was awesome. It was indoors, professional people, really kind of changed the trajectory of my professional life and my life in general. I worked as a runner, an internal runner, meaning I took documents all over this law firm, which had several floors and I think about 100 attorneys, which had another 100 legal secretaries and paralegals and other departments, accounting, executive department. So all I did was run documents around faxes, notes, things like this. Back then, there wasn't the internet, so faxes were huge. There was no email. My boss, his name was Mike Rabbits. He taught me the value of really good leadership, how to appreciate people, how to have fun on the job, how to attack your work with a good attitude. And I look back, I was so appreciative of what he taught me. The time he took with me as a minimum wage person, the lowest person on the totem pole in the department, Mike really took the time, and I really, really appreciate it. And that's the second thing I learned from working a minimum wage job is appreciate good leaders when you have them. The third thing I learned, take yourself lightly, but take your work seriously. I worked in a copy center back in the 90s. Copies were huge, photocopies, Xeroxing, whatever you want to call it. Again, the internet was in its infancy, just starting Email really wasn't prevalent, so it was faxes, it was copies. We were going through hundreds of thousands of impressions, copies, if you will, on paper every single day. We had these massive copy machines that were as big as a Honda Civic. I am not exaggerating whatsoever. They were bigger than a Honda Civic. These mass size production copy machines, super loud. And I worked in a copy center, and I worked with a guy named Kurt. He was a little guy, older than me smoker. But I remember he was always so calm and we worked in a high stress environment. People were always getting mad and saying they had rush jobs and their job is more important than somebody else. And we just did the jobs in the order we got them. Kurt was always calm. Even when people yelled at us, even when people were irate, always calm. I'll never forget. I said, man, how do you not let this get to you? He said, man, I take the work seriously, but I take myself lightly. He left his ego at the door. He didn't really allow people to get to him, almost like he had a shield on. I learned we can all do that because we're all going to face difficult people in difficult situations. 
We can take ourselves lightly, but take the work seriously and not let people get to it. It's a choice. Eleanor Roosevelt said, you can't feel inferior without allowing someone to make you feel that way. You have to let it happen. Take yourself lightly, but take your work seriously. Don't let difficult people or difficult situations get to you. Remain calm. Remember the old equation we've talked about here on Limitless, E plus R equals O. E is the event, the circumstance. You can't control that, but R is your response. You're in full control of your response, which equals the outcome. The fourth thing I learned from working minimum wage jobs is that when you have fun, it makes the time pass quickly. I took a weekend job, needed some extra money. It was overtime. I worked in an overflow copy center where other copy centers would send their work because they couldn't get to it during the week, but they still needed it done by Monday and they were closed on Saturdays and Sundays. They didn't want to pay overtime to their staff. So we ran a high production call center on the weekends, paid well. It was grueling to give up my Saturdays and Sundays to make money for my family. But I worked with one of my best friends and we had such a good time because we weren't public facing. We could blast music. We could eat food. We could do whatever we wanted as long as we got the job done. We had Name That Tune contest. We blasted music. We just had a great time. And fun made the hard work and the working Saturdays and Sundays pass very, very quickly. And I almost looked forward to working Saturdays, working eight hours on a Saturday, giving up most of my Saturday on my feet all day. It was fun to work with my best friend. I was in my early 20s, just had a family. Fun makes the time pass is the fourth thing I learned. And the fifth thing and final thing I learned from working minimum wage jobs was I learned what I didn't want in life. And I think it's really important when you go for goals in life to be clear on what you want, but also to be clear on what you don't want. And I think getting really clear on what I didn't want in my life and I didn't want in a job and I didn't want in leadership and I didn't want in my career and any part of my life, getting clear on what I didn't want to deal with, the people, the situations, the tasks, helped steer me into what I wanted to do. When I was 15, I made a fake ID not to buy beer or alcohol, to get a job. You had to be 16 in Arizona to get a job. I wanted a job. It was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. I was only 15. I made a fake ID. I got a job at a place called Luby's, which was a, a cafeteria where a lot of senior citizens ate. I was a busboy. And I only worked weekends because that's the only time I could get to the mall where the Luby's was. And I learned what I didn't want to do. I saw a lot of people in their 20s and 30s working minimum wage jobs, working hospitality jobs, which there's nothing wrong with, but kind of stuck in this cycle of going restaurant to restaurant to restaurant and being really unhappy. And being in that position, seeing grown people and adults who are out of school be really unhappy with their finances and the life and the trajectory of life made me see what I didn't want and helped steer me to where I didn't want. Eventually, that mindset is what helped me get the job at the law firm, which changed the direction of my life, working with professional people. Again, there's nothing wrong with hospitality. I've been a bartender. I've been a server. I've been a busboy. Nothing wrong with hospitality. I'd work hospitality again in the right situation. But getting clear on what you don't want in your life, in any area of your life, not just a job, is super important. Relationships, marriage, whatever it is, people get into relationships and they're not clear what they don't want, so they accept and they settle. Okay, my friends, there's five things I learned from working minimum wage jobs. I learned the value of teamwork. I learned that good leadership isn't easy to find or work with. 
So appreciate it when you get it. I learned to take yourself lightly and take the work seriously. Don't let people get to you. I learned that fun makes the time pass quickly, even in a hard, sweaty job. And I also learned the value of what I didn't want, getting clear on what I didn't want in different areas of my life. Okay, it's your turn. Go back, turn the time machine, lay down and look up at the clouds, sit on a couch, sit on a chair, go to Starbucks, take 15 minutes and think about your past. Jobs you had, you liked, you didn't like, minimum wage job situations. What did you learn? What did you like? What didn't you, what didn't you like? What could you be grateful for? And what can you apply now to help you break through limits? All right, my friends, five things I learned from minimum wage jobs. Hope you can apply this to your life. I want to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to because you are limitless. 